Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Crash Couch. My name is Chris, and joining me tonight is my trusty co-host Lou. Lou, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, we are not here to talk about uh, season three of The Expanse. We have quite a oh, while. I thought we were. Yeah, yeah. Lou. Mm. Did, did, did you did you get a little confused there? I did. I thought we were. I was all sad. I was like, "Oh, good new episodes are coming. I can't wait to watch them." <laughs> okay, I'll yeah. come down. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it is not that time, but it will be before we know it. That, that, at least that's how I felt with season one because I didn't watch season one until um, until like December and January. So that's right. Yeah, we waited till we were ready to record, so we were almost upon us with season two, and you got to watch season one one right into season two. Yeah, it was a nice binge. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get started, uh, I, I do want to get a quick uh, show update for you. Um, obviously the sound that you hear, uh, or the sound that you don't hear is, uh, the voice of Eric Blythe. Um, since we returned from Star Wars Celebration on Orlando, uh, the network has gone, uh, or has undergone, um, some significant changes. Uh, for personal reasons, Eric is no longer part of the Random Chatter Network. Um, as Lou and I move forward, you will see some adjustments to the network while we continue to grow and strive to bring you the highest quality content possible. Um... We're not entirely sure in what order some of the things are going to happen. Uh, we're still in the process of our transition. Um, but if you do stick with us uh, over the next few weeks and months uh, as we implement changes, um, we'll definitely have all of the uh, content out for you regularly and uh, hopefully in high quality. So, yes. Yep. Yes, definitely. So C- Crash Couch will just be uh, the two of us going forward. So, um I hope you enjoy our voices. <laughs> I hope so too. Yes. Um, now, obviously, this is uh, the start of the off season for the Expanse. Um, our plan is to do at least one episode a month, um, covering any news that comes out. Uh, hopefully, some uh, interviews and whatnot uh, as we can get them. So, for this one, we're just going to do a season recap. Uh, but before we start, that we did actually have some cool news um, since the end of the show. Uh, of season two, we got a Blu-ray announcement. Yay! Uh, not one hundred percent sure what all is included on it. I, I tried to do a quick search of that, and I didn't find anything. Um, I may have just not been looking hard enough, honestly. But uh, according to Amazon, it comes out July eighteenth. Uh, I assume this is a USA, maybe Canada thing, but um, July eighteenth is is the current date that it's supposed to come out. Uh, and good news, it still comes with digital HD. So if you are like Lou and you want to get the uh, digital versions, uh, you can do that as well because it comes with a code. Sweet. I like that. I usually buy my, my TV shows on iTunes so I can get on my phone and stuff, but I'd rather have a physical copy and this may be the way to go. Mm-hmm. And I know, too, that uh, the writers and some of the cast have been teasing that they recorded some commentary and some cool features for the Blu-ray. So uh, hopefully awesome. it'll have uh, some neat things for us to watch and uh, get a little bit of that extra content that we didn't get while we were in the middle of the season. So just general thoughts on season two. Um, personally, I don't know about you, Lou, but I, I love season two. I thought it was a marketable improvement over season one, which I thought was uh, not necessarily bad. I, I really enjoyed it, um, even though I did get to binge it, unlike uh, <laughs> you. Um, but I, for the most part, I, I thought it was really good. Um, 
it had some solid stories. I feel like the episodes really connected well. Uh, there was never one, there was never really a time that I felt bored. Um, so yeah, what about you? Um, you know, I feel the same way, really. I mean, the season two seemed much more connected, mm-hmm. um, you know, than season one did, especially towards the end of the season. Um, the last, you know, three or four episodes really could have been one movie in, yep. in themselves. And it was, it was fun to watch that unfold. And, and for me, you know, part of the fun of this season was the fact that they made some significant departures from the book. And, and I know I keep harping on that, but I, I love the way they've done this. I mean, it's, it's not um it, it, it's not just trying trying to watch a show and envision how or see how they envisioned what I thought in my head was the way it was going to be now it's a whole new story so now I'm even more excited that I'm in the universe we love and I'm getting new story elements that that weren't in the books mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how they're gonna make things move forward so I, I'm excited I mean it's almost like watching something that I haven't haven't read mm-hmm well, um, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I believe – I want to say it was either Ty or Daniel tweeted this that um, – because, you know, they're starting the uh, writing process of season three right now. Okay. Uh, I think they're actually scheduled to start filming, I want to say, sometime in July. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. So um, – but he was talking about how – you know they're they're continuing the writing process and continuing to actually make changes to the story. Um, so this isn't something that is just like going to be a season two thing where they mm-hmm. they they change a little bit of uh, things, but um, go back to more being faithful to the book. Uh, the changes will continue. So that's something that I feel like you would enjoy. Yeah, and you know at some point I'd like to I'd love to have them on the show, but at some point I'd like to read something on, on an interview with them or something about. If they're making changes to the story because they feel they're doing it better than the book was, or are they changing stuff to make it better for television? I mean, those to me are two different things. I mean, you can correct things in a story by rewriting it if you didn't like the way it played out the first time. But also, you know, book content doesn't always play well on TV or movies, so you have to rewrite some of it to make it play better in a visual medium versus a written medium. And I'm kind of wondering which path or if it's a combination of both they're they're working from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so yeah, that was our general thoughts. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we don't really have like a, a you know a, a, an outline of what we want to talk about, but I, I figure we could just go over some of the highlights. Um, I guess you know might as well start off with the best episode. Now I'm going to put you on the spot, Lou. Oh, we- don't do that. <laughs> the whole season was good. Well, you can't just say that. <laughs> sure, I can. I'm, no. I'm not going to uh, let you get off that easy. Okay. Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about this for a while, um, and I'd probably have a better idea if I watched the you know this episode through a second time. But I, I'm going to have to say that, like, I don't know. I mean, everything from oh god, I'm, I'm almost looking at the last four episodes made of the season kick things into high gear and really felt fun and fast paced to me. I mean, starting with with Cascade, um, you're starting to see, you know, Bobby go down a different path and, um, you know, just, just the whole aspect of, of the monster and, and leading up to the, you know, the monster and a rocket and having, you know, all kinds of good stuff going on <laughs> with, with the mm-hmm. protomolecule and, and trying to get, you know, more answers to what was going on there. And, and for me, you know, I'm, I'm digging in going, well, that's different than the, 
book was talking about. So I, I don't really know who's in control. I don't know who was doing this yet. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to cop out and just say the last three or four episodes of the season <laughs> were my favorite because they told one really good close knit story. I would love to see them as a almost like a TV movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, starting with you know, here to be dragons, the rocket, and the monster, and Caliban's war. Yeah. Um, looking back at all of the episodes, um, I, I know that I called, uh, especially some of the later ones after uh, we kind of had the mid-season, um, especially when we got to Paradigm Shift and Seventh Man. Mm-hmm. Those were really good ones. Uh, I actually, I think at the time I called Paradigm Shift my favorite of the series so far. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I remember I'm, that. I'm not sure. In hindsight, though, if I would say that, because like you said, the last like three or four were really good. Um, just just the way that the entire uh, the way the entire storyline just kept connecting, and um, you really didn't have like this gap in the story like uh, you do with some shows, mm-hmm. um, and everything just felt very natural. Uh, whereas you know you don't sometimes with especially with more drama filled shows like this one, you don't get that. Uh, right. I mean, I can't tell you how many episodes or how many episodes of a show um, that of things that I watch where it's just filler or, I'm, or it just takes me out of the entire arc. Yeah. And by yeah, the time yeah. we get back into it, I, I like lose track of where we were. Um, so it's good that we we really didn't have any of that. Yeah. And, I, know, yeah I know what you mean because there's a lot of shows I watch now that I almost feel like it's a chore to watch them. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my DVR is filling up. I was like, I got to watch those episodes. And some, I'm getting better lately because I used to be just pleased I had to watch them all, but now I just delete them. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with that show. I'm, you know, I, I'm done with The Walking Dead because it just was too slow. It just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And this show is so far from that kind of a, um, you know, premise that <laughs> that I yeah. love it. Um, now, let me ask you a question. Uh, Paradigm Shift was that the one where it starts out with where they have the, the Solomon Epstein stuff? Um, was that that episode? Because I think it. It was right after uh, the thing with Miller when he found Julie. It was right after that episode. Um, so it may have been. Oh, it would have been the start of uh, – it, it would have been the start of the second book. Okay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, safe really – because that was – you know, we're talking about favorite moments too in, in episodes. I mean – we were talking before the season aired that I can't wait to get to the whole um, opening sequence of, you know, Bobby on Mars mm-hmm. in the book and, and have it done on video. And we got to the end of the episode. And we got. I'm like, wait a minute, that that didn't really happen. And then then when we got that, yeah, right. And then we got that paradigm shift thing with the whole battle. Mm-hmm. And you know, she wakes up and her crew's. Dead. I'm like, wait a minute we missed the whole good part of the book that I wanted to see. I wanted to see that battle. And, and then to find out afterward that we're, you know, she doesn't know what happened and we don't know what happened. And we're trying to piece it all together, made it really exciting for me because in the book, we know what took place. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't wait for you to read that book. Cause I can't wait for you to read that opening portion of it and just get blown away by, um, how that was so different from what we saw on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm going to try to do this summer is actually read Leviathan Wakes now that we've gotten through that story completely. 
and yep. hopefully we can have a an episode that's um, that focuses more on the books for those of uh, those of uh, you that listen um, that are book readers and not just television watchers like I am. So, yeah, um, Paradigm Shift was the one that featured uh, Epstein with Epstein. Okay, Christ. good. Because I thought that was a real cool aspect of, of putting this in there, and, and I I hadn't read um, the short story Drive, mm-hmm. which is what that was kind of based on. Um, but I thought seeing the way they did that and how they made that play out, it was it was fitting because in the books they did mention that, and then there's the whole you know Drive short story, which gives a lot more detail to it. I guess I'm, I'm getting ready to start reading that now, but. Um, even in the books, they talked about you know his his departure <laughs> was the world's longest funeral mm-hmm. uh, because you could see the drive plume of the ship you know through a telescope for years you know after he left. But um, yeah, it was just neat to see that on screen. I know another uh, episode that I really liked was Doors and Corners. Uh, this is when they arrived um, onto uh, I think. Uh, which one of the? Uh, that was when they went to station? get the the um, uh, scientist guys, right? That that yeah. was the. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they mentioned it. No, maybe they did. It, it should be Thoth Station or Thoth Station. I can't remember how to pronounce it. But that was the station that where the scientists were working on the proto molecule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it, it was the part at the end where they meet um, uh, the scientist and what was his name, Dresden. Mm-hmm. And Miller ends up shooting him. <laughs> we met him for a really short time. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. He didn't have a big role. <laughs> but the, but that I mean that was you're right. That was a great episode with the way they, you know, landed on the station basically with those those FedEx shipping containers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of yeah. cool. Um, you know, it, but again, just one more time seeing things from almost like almost like putting on different glasses and reading the same thing. It's like. It had all the elements to what the book had, but it was just done subtly different, and it was mm-hmm. it was fun. I think Godspeed and Home were also really two wonderful episodes. Um, Godspeed is when they first get to uh, when they I think it's when they first um, get onto Eros because okay. uh, it was when Miller had his uh, bomb friend for the first or you know. When he yep. had the bomb fall on him, he had to hold onto the button. Oh, right, um, right, right, yep. Because he was about to get hit by the uh, Naboo, and, uh, but Eris moved. Yeah, Eris dodged it. <laughs> so, uh, which was probably smart on his part. Um, and then we had, obviously, Home, which was my, <sighs> my swan song to Miller. <laughs> mm, yeah. The most depressing episode out of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chris. I know, but I did get I did get a cool fedora out of it. So you did, yeah. Space fedora of justice. Um. So really, I mean, we've almost mentioned in some form or another all of the episodes. So I probably I think that just yeah. goes to show how good the season <laughs> was. Uh, so, so I've been to a couple of my favorite moments in the series so far, or in the in the season so far. What, what were your favorite moments of, of season oh, two? Oh man! Um, well, I was glad that we had um, Avasarlo. She was able to be a little bit more open this season, uh, not just with her language, but I, I feel like with her, her overall <laughs> demeanor. Um, I, I think 
they really wrote her not differently, but a little bit more aggressive. Um, and, and you really got to see a, a more tougher side of her than mm-hmm. what we saw. Cause you know, a lot of the, a lot of the first season, again, she wasn't in Leviathan weeks. So, um, right. And we're also getting used to her as a character and yeah. letting her grow into what she is becoming. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this is when she really got to shine, uh, which is a, a plus for sure. Um, my favorite moments. So I, re- I loved, um, Miller and home. And I, and I know that's such a sad episode for me, but, uh, but <laughs> yeah. between him going through, uh, arrows by himself with the bomb and having to deal with that and his frustration about it, cause it kept beeping. Um, and then his, his quest for Julie. And then that just wonderfully well done in scene between, uh, him and Julie was, was just fantastic. Um, both visually and the acting and the music, every, everything about that scene, which mm-hmm. is done so well. Um, yeah, that, that's the one episode. I mean, obviously Miller was my favorite character, so that's, that's why it sticks with me. But, um, I just think overall that and, uh, Godspeed before it was just so well done. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think too. I liked also when, uh, we got to see, um, Bobby on earth and not just, you know, stuck inside a building or, um, as she was start as the start of the season, um, she was just stuck in the space station. Mm. So the fact that we got to see more of the ground, uh, and, and the city and the living conditions was really neat. Um, right. I, I, I would like to think that's something that we'll, that we will see in season three. I, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but it would be, it would be nice to get out of space every once in a while, even though I know this is a, it's a space built show, but. Right, right. There, there wasn't much in the books that was not in space. Um, although they did kind of cover the whole thing of, of, um, you know, Gunny being on the ground on Earth, and mm-hmm. they made a big deal about how, you know, Martians can't handle walking around in open sky with no dome over them, and how weird that is for them, and how disorienting. And I thought they did a pretty good job with with her, you know, handling that, and how she overcame that, and just the effects of it on her. Mm-hmm. So that that was fun to see. Now we did talk a little bit about our, you know, our favorite stuff, but. Um, I, I feel like we can maybe take a different look at that from a different angle and say, what do you, what do we think is the best episode when you like, when you, uh, take all the acting, the visual effects, the story, the character development, um, mm-hmm. which one kind of sticks out to you as being may, maybe a, a, a highlight in terms of, well, Hey, that's something that should win an award. Yeah, kind of like you know where, where this episode was, you know, awarded for for what it did. Uh, you know, that's a really tough question. Um, gosh, I don't know. I think I mean you maybe hit it right in the head when you were talking about home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wrapping up the first book and having that thing just there. They did a good job visually with that. I mean, I thought the visuals were the best out of the series so far in that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the home, the episode home, um, trying to think if there's anything else that would really stand out to me as a, as a really, you know, groundbreaking episode. Um, which, which one had the scene of the Naboo that just looked really good? Was that Godspeed? I think it was. When it started the movie, you mean when they were launching it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that could have been Godspeed. Um, it was either that or Static here. before it, I think. We really need yeah. to watch a season again, honestly. Yeah, that, that's that. That's part of the problem. It's been a while since I've seen these episodes, but I think, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Godspeed is where they do that. Okay. Um, team for of these services. Yeah, the Nabu was evacuated of all its people, commandeered, and set on a collision course, and not the um, arrows into the sun. So yeah, it was Godspeed where they were starting to move that where they attached the. Um, you know those little jetpack things to it, or whatever the 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 drive motors to get that to move. Yeah, yeah, that, that was probably a very cool scene as far as the visual effects go. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nice, and, and you know when we're talking about the best moments, I think we had to talk about the cringeworthy moment too. There was at least one um, this season, and it was in Here There Be Dragons, one of my you know. Towards the end, one of my favorite episodes, but the the whole thing of Alex using you know slingshotting the the uh, Rosie around the moons of <laughs> Jupiter, <laughs> and just how bad that was as far as a, a technical standpoint. I mean, and even they admitted to it. I mean, there was a story online about it, and it was just mm-hmm. they get so many things so right, and just to have this thing come out, and, and you know, I think they said it was for you know timing reasons and everything else, and as soon as you have to, but. Mm-hmm. For a book series and a TV show that is priding itself on being true to, um, you know, the physics of of space travel and how things work, that was just really just wow. How'd you? Why'd you guys do this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I know what you mean about that because um, they can't all be praised. I had to bring up you know the bad stuff too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there really wasn't a lot to no, be said that was negative about. One of the season. only things, really, to tell you the truth. I mean, and that was just a an unfortunate technical oversight, too. I mean, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the fact that they they mentioned it too and owned up to the mistake was oh yeah they before did before the episode was just um, yep. was really smart and it was it was nice to see um, just because you you know good and well how much this production crew and the cast and the people that write it and everyone involved care about the show. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not just going to, um, you know, take something. Well, it kind of works. It, it sounds sciencey. It sounds cool. Yeah, so right. I'm going to roll with it. Uh, right. The fact that they're so devoted to make it, uh, make it as accurate as possible is, is very well done. And, you know, the fact that we can only say just a few things. And I mean, that honestly, that that that's not something that really detracts from the overall story. Like you could pro- like had they not said anything, I would have never known that that's. Uh, yeah, it it felt out. a little funny when I watched it, even without knowing that. But it did um, it did pull me out of the moment, going really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that doesn't seem right. You know, I mean, even when you think about you know something orbiting a planet, I mean, an orbit around the Earth is ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. So you think about how quickly he did this whole thing where he slingshotted around three or four moons and he was there. I'm like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would take months to do what you just did type thing, you know? Yeah. So it did take me out a little bit, but that, you know, if that's the only thing I can say negative about the season. I, you know, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, everything else is just, you know, tiny little nitpicks, but mm-hmm. again, it's, it's not like, I don't think anything breaks the show or breaks any of the episodes. No, um, not even, at all. even something like that, which I do agree. It is, 
a significant thing, but it's nothing that says, man, that just, like, right. I mean, it's like a tiny black mark, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's small things throughout, like, and it's nothing that they can help because you can't control physics the way it would happen if you're really doing this for real. But, you know, in the book, they can talk about things like, um, you know, the, the effects of G-forces and, and how they're pinned into their, their crash couches and, and, you know, when they turn on the juice and, and the effects of, of high G burns and how things change and how your organs move inside. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can't show that in television and you can't, you know, you know, we, we, we were nitpicking about the whole vibrating chair type thing and it didn't, you know, look realistic as far as how you were pinned in your chair from high gravity, but you can't really show that. I mean, there's no yeah. way to do that. So, uh, you know, I don't fault them for that. It, it's kind of a, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of going, eh, I wish they could do something different, but, you know, what can you do? I, I, there's no way to really handle that. Whereas when I read the book, um, you know, I, I've said this before a couple of times that I read the book and I actually feel like I know what it will be like to fly on the Rossi Mm. just from the way they write it. And they do such a great job of letting me know what these characters are going through, you know, during a hygiene maneuver. Um, it's just, wow. You know, it's like, I read these space battle things. I'm like, I think I know what it would feel like to be on that ship <laughs> from what they wrote. So, yeah, that that's probably my one overall big nitpick with the show is that we're limited by our physics. <laughs> you exactly. know, it's nothing nothing about the people doing the show or the imagination of how they can do things. It's just we can't show that. I mm-hmm. wish we could. That's actually brings me to a question I would like to ask um, some of the writers and even the visual effects people is that what a well, what did they learn about this season and also maybe season one too, um, about things to do and not what not to do and, uh, things, you know, maybe little tiny visual things we might see, mm. um, improved upon in season three, because I, I feel like at this point, uh, we are, are seeing the expanse like really hit its stride. Mm-hmm. Um, even in terms of popularity too, I, I, I can't tell you how many, um, people I would just see talking about it and articles written about it. And, um, it's just, it's so, it makes me so happy to see this show succeeding. And I think the more popular it gets, uh, and the more recognition it gets too, uh, they might have a little bit more freedom to do, uh, more extra things, especially visually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. So I think it would be a crime to not talk about some character development mm-hmm. this season. Um, obviously, we had a lot. I mean, I, I I can't tell you one character that started the season in one spot and ended up pretty similar by the end. I, I feel like everybody went through uh, some kind of change. You know, by the be it you have uh, the evolution of Naomi and Holden's relationship to. Um, Alex and Amos, uh, Miller, and then his eventual death. Um, you have Prax that comes along, uh, Fred Johnson, um, drummer, you know, you have all of these great characters, Avasarla, uh, Bobby. I mean, it mm-hmm. just, I, I feel like that, that's one of my favorite parts about the season is that, uh, the, the characters really started to grow. Um, I feel like that's one thing about season one that, you know, it was nice to see people evolve over the time. But I, I think uh, we were more, that was more about getting to know the characters. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's hard to really do a lot of character development early in a series when you're just learning who the characters are. You can't just yeah. say, this is who Drummer is and let's make a change right away. I mean, you got to yeah. understand who Drummer is first, so... So what was there anything that really stood, stood out to you as far as character development? Maybe the way um, you know somebody ended up. Uh, there's you know Alex or not Alex, um, Naomi and Holden's yep. uh, relationship. I mean that that went through its ups and downs for sure. Yeah, well you know it's funny when you're first mentioning character development. I was thinking first and foremost of the crew. You know, mm-hmm. I mean the main the main four there and and how they've changed, but. Um, you were rattling off of the characters. I'm like, yeah, you know, all, they all had some development of some sort. But um, I still keep coming back to the character development and what we've learned um, about the Rosie Crow and, and, and about Amos in particular. I mean, I think we've seen a lot of him change and mm-hmm. how he's, you know, He's gotten more ruthless. He's, you know, why he's that way, what he's done, um, even down to the, to the small moments where he's, you know, um, when they're on Tycho Station and he's, I think there was a scene where he was in, in the bar with Alex and he says about, well, yeah, I, I heard the commotion. I was next door. You know, it was like, I, I, I live there. It's like, isn't that a brothel? It's like, yeah, well, you know, I live there. It's like, you know, just those kind of moments where you're, you're learning more about these characters and getting, um, you know, all these details and knowing them better, it's just it's it's awesome. It really, really is. Um and, and then when they make something change, like when we had um was it Whipping Synabulous or was it afterward when we had the whole I guess it was Whipping Synabulous when when the um the crew of the ship they commandeered, um they came back to, to defend them and what the the guy got killed, I guess, right? The the husband. And uh yes. And then you know how they Step afterward, and I think it was in Cascade when um, you know Naomi went to to the airlock to you know we, we can't let these people in, and she was trying to let people in and try to help, but you know caught between a rock and a hard place there. I mean, th- those are all great character moments, and really made this show stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to talk about Bobby for a minute because, um. At the start of the season, you know, she was a really big focus because, uh, you know, she was the, the – the I don't want to say the main character, but she was probably the biggest of all of the character introductions, uh, mm-hmm. at, at least to me. And uh, we really got to know her really as a, as a badass from the start, honestly, yep. um, which I, I thought was really – it was really nice to see. We didn't have to, like, wait for that to develop. Like, we just, like, got her right off the bat. Um, I remember really enjoying her in the, uh, uh, season premiere. Um, but it was nice to see, cause obviously she is a, a soldier and it is really good to see a, a strong, uh, female character be written in a way where she is, um, you know, intimidating, like physically and, you know, her, her actions and her personality, you know, as a soldier. Yep. But then later on, we see her um, ha- have a bit more of a – her personality really starts to develop that that more civilian side. And I think that makes her a better character, honestly. I, I know that, again, it's good to see her be, be tough and, and have this rough exterior to her um, that kind of makes her stand out and, and shows that she can be a leader. But she also has this side of her that, you know, she she's just – 
a human like all of us. So, mm. um, and I, I think that makes her a little bit more relatable too. Well, you know, it's funny because I thought she was a little bit unbelievable, I guess, in the, the first episodes that we saw her in. Yeah. She seemed to be, you know, almost, almost swinging like a pendulum all one way and then all the other way. And, you know, she seemed like she was a really strong, confident leader. And then she seemed like she was a kind of a, I don't want to say a, a wimp, but, you know, kind of a, okay, yeah, I'll just do what you say, boss type thing, you know, and it didn't sit well with me because it really didn't give her a foundation, I thought, but they grew into the character and we saw more mm-hmm. of her. And I like the way she also became the, um, you know, I, I, I guess the, well, the avatar for the, for the audience to say, this is the, this is what the tensions are between earth and Mars. Mm-hmm. Cause she really showed that off. And I didn't get that from the book as much. Um, it, it, not just from her, but in the books, I, you know, you knew there was a tension between earth and Mars, but you really didn't see it until much later on in the novels. And this is giving me a much better view of what the differences are between earth and Mars and why they're kind of at war and, and, and the animosity between the two sides. Yeah. Um, she really does bring that out and shows you, yeah, Hey, you know, she was all ready to go to war at first and you know, let's mm-hmm. go to earth and let's, let's kick some butt. Um, and it made me feel like, okay, yeah, there really is tension between Earth and Mars, and that we are on the brink of war. Yep. In hindsight, I, I can I can see your point, um, but in hindsight, I, I think it was the smart way to do it. Uh, knowing what we do now about the entire season, I think that um, mm. it was done really well. Had it had she stayed kind of more of that either or type of thing, and and not really had a uh, had a had not control of her own choices, but maybe um, she just does whatever people above her says. Right. Um, yeah. The fact that she eventually was like, "Hey, I, I'm not putting up with this anymore." Um, you like, especially once her her team died and she realized, you know, that something fishy was going on. Like, you know, it was time to take matters into her own hands, and I, I think that was um, probably her her turning point, honestly. And I'm really curious to see. Uh, how her story develops in uh, yeah, I am next too because that's that's one of those things that's so different from what I read in the book. I'm I'm very excited here to see what we find with her <laughs> because mm-hmm. it, it's all new to me. Um, you know, the whole aspect of how she comes to um, you know, the UN side of things is very different in the book versus the TV show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'm in, that was part of my problem with her development in the beginning. I'm like, okay, she doesn't seem like she's the kind of person that's going to do what the book has are going to do because she's so angry against earth. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, 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 it's exciting to me to see where they're going to go with her. So I think she's a great character. Now I, I, I would, hate to go through the podcast and not talk a little bit about drummer who is quickly becoming my um favorite of the secondary characters and Mm -hmm. none of the primary crew um i don't know if you saw it but they actually sci-fi actually released a uh a video of her best moments of the season oh no i didn't see that that's awesome um so it's it's a fun little clip to go through i enjoyed it um yeah. What, what about you? Did, did you have like a maybe a, a fresh face, a fresh face 
um, that even if we saw them in season one, uh, maybe they got a little bit more exposure in season two that you really uh, felt attached to? Um, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say what you just did and they say drummer because she was probably the most prominent of the rest of them. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I liked her, I liked her character portrayal. Um, she was a lot of fun. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else that really stood out to me that, um, I mean, Fred Johnson, of course, I want to see more of him. I want to see what he's doing. Um, that's probably really it, really. There was, uh, I mean, Prax has kind of became more of a main character, but he kind of started off really as a, uh, as a, uh, secondary, at least in his first couple episodes before he. Right. And it'd be interesting to see what they do with him because of the way they handle him in the book. But, um, I mean, he's kind of the bumbling fool of the group, I guess, because he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he, he mm-hmm. wants to save his daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, him well, starting the firefight in that that one scene was interesting. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's <laughs> a nice contrast between the rest of the crew because you know we had somebody that like Miller, um, who who's really uh, gung ho about most things and not afraid to speak his mind. Whereas mm-hmm. you have the opposite in Prax, and I, I think it's a nice contrast to what we had before, um, and it makes for a more interesting dynamic. I think. Yeah, but he's definitely playing the fish out of water though because he's not in his element. Mm-hmm. And we see a couple of times where he shines because he's talking about like uh, I, I guess it was the episode Cascade where he talks about the you know how the systems are starting to fail mm-hmm. and and why and he's giving you the scientist view of that. Um, so he does shine in some moments, but he's so out of his element when they're trying to go after these bad guys that may have his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it is fun to see him handle those things differently and see how the crew respects him when he does something right. Um, you know, that's part of his, you know, makeup. Yeah, for sure. Um, another person that I was surprised that I liked, especially, uh, once, um, Bobby and Avasarla, uh, go up to space. And I unfortunately don't remember the guy's name, but it's the one that is, uh, that is with them when they go up to meet, um, uh, the guy, uh, Mal? Did I meet Mal? Yep. Yeah. Yep. On his what, ship at the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the guy? He ends up, he's the one. Oh, oh, shot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, um, her, her, you know, bad guy kind of on her payroll, right? Um, yeah. Um, was, it, was, it, was it Cotillard? Was that his name? That's, I think so. I'm trying yes, to get yes, him yes, confused yes. with somebody else. That he, is, that is who it is. The, the guy ran the black ops for her and was doing kind of the, the shady stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Code Yar. Yeah, I was I was glad to see him uh, get a little bit more screen time in the last mm-hmm. few episodes. Um, so yeah, that that was really nice. But uh, overall, I mean, again, really good season. I I was mm-hmm. like I, I especially after seeing season one um, and talking about that and. You know, there were times when I was a little confused and I had to make sure I, I knew the, knew the character names and I knew the ship names and I knew the place names. Um, once I got all of that, it was just, it was, it was easier to, to enjoy the season. I feel like, um, I'm probably, yeah, I can see that. I, I would like to, when I have some time, go back and rewatch season one and then go right into season two. You know, now that I know what happens, I can maybe appreciate it a little bit more too. <laughs> You'll probably pick up stuff that you didn't pick up, you know, second time around, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All 
right, Lou. Well, do we have anything else that uh, we want to maybe talk about? or uh, As far as the season goes, I'm just trying to think if there's anything outstanding we missed that we're going to go, oh, we forgot to talk about this. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I would like to point out that I would love to have a soundtrack of this. I don't, never thought about that. I really didn't pay that much attention to the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, not like overall bombastic. Right. Um, I mean, this but, is a but to, TV to show, me, but that's good. Yeah, but, you know, to me, that's good if I don't if I don't remember anything specific about the um, soundtrack because I wanted to blend in and be background for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that that's what a good score does. It's not um, it's not so in your face that you're oh that's this you know it's yeah it's just you know. Um, Furniture for the, for the room, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not yeah, I don't sure think anything, anything else. I can't else. think of. Yeah, I can't think of anything else that says, "Hey, we got to talk about this." Um, I mean, we talked a lot this past season uh, on mm. our podcast about just all the stuff that we love. So, I mean, if people mm-hmm. really want to go back and re-listen to those, then they can and and get a feel of um, some of the things we enjoyed. Yep. Now, um, I, I want to throw something on there that we didn't have in the show notes. Uh, do you have any like specific predictions or, or things you'd like to see in season three? Uh, that's so tough because I've read the books. Um, I yeah, I don't want to say anything because uh, first off, I don't know where they're going with it because it, it's so different than the book mm-hmm. um, at this point, and they're really going to a whole different take on how things are portraying. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to seeing. Um, this ultimate showdown now, I guess, you know, I mean, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to space battles is what I'm looking forward to, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I felt like that is a guarantee at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, the whole thing of the Caliban's war episode, I mean, you know, that's the name of the second book. Um, and you know, the ending of the second book had some really good battles in it. Um, I think I can say that without you know giving anything away because I think we're going to see that, um, and just the fact that we're going to have you know there's all these elements out in space now that are moving around. Um, you know we have no idea about the um, the thing on um, is it Saturn where they sent the uh, protomolecule? Uh, right? Yeah, I keep getting confused between Jupiter, but Jupiter is where the the station was where they were doing the research. Um, but yeah, they, they sent the Eros. No, Eros went to Venus. Venus. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. 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 Not Saturn. Um, you know, I can't wait to see what comes out of that. Cause we had mm-hmm. that whole sequence of, um, you know, the, the ship being torn apart, the ship being torn apart, but also the, the, the ship sending down the probes that they couldn't get any visuals on. They finally get that one visual of something, you know, mm-hmm. down there on the surface. Um, and it's kind of weird, too, because, I mean, I don't really picture Venus as having a surface that we can get to, I guess, because it's just mm-hmm. such a high-pressure atmosphere and sulfuric acid and everything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, that you know, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and, what, and, and what's happening now? And, and we had, we really had nothing from the protomolecule for the last, what, half of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so, that kind of became a, a moot point. Right. I mean, beside from the protomolecule monsters that we had, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're learning that what they can they can communicate to each other mm-hmm. um, without being in contact. So that's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they do with that. That's going to be interesting. 
Yeah, I don't really have any overall predictions, I guess. Um, I just, I just want the season three right now. <laughs> you gotta wait till next year, pal. Oh, I know. 2018. And we don't, we don't know if it's early or late. January and February thing. I would hope so. That would be awesome. I don't know though. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, they are supposed to start filming, uh, in a couple of months. So, um, and you know, they were working on things still when the season was airing on later episodes. So, right. Now that makes me happy that. They're getting ready to go to go to filming. That means maybe we'll see it sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to have. Uh, I mean, I would like to see this show in the summer too, just because it would be nice to have a a, a proper summer series to get uh, excited about. Um, but yeah, I I do hope it's another early 2018 thing like we got this. Well, time. you need to start watching Twelve Monkeys at me because we're going to get that tomorrow. Yeah, all starting. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all ten episodes in one weekend. But yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't really make it a summer series because yeah. it's over in one weekend. But um, yeah, I guess I watched that another another good sci fi show. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to uh, wrap this up. Um, okay. We do have uh, we do kind of want to touch on what we're going to be doing um, in the as the off season continues. Like I said, we're going to try to get interviews when we can. Um, but the next episode is probably going to be uh, something for the fans. Uh, that's all I want to say. Something for the fans. Um, cool. And then right after that, we're actually planning to get some uh, of the visual effects crew on the show. Nice. So really looking forward to that. Um, still in, in, in talks for actual planning that, but um, that is that is the intention for the July version of Crash couch and of course yeah, that'd be a lot have, of fun if we have any um any like uh news or anything then uh, i'm sure lou and i can uh talk about it and uh at some point especially once we get that blu-ray release if there's anything cool in there we want to talk about yeah well i definitely well. Want to talk about the uh the extra content they put on the blu-rays mm-hmm all right, so we'll, we're going to see everyone uh, on the crash couch in about a month, uh, give or take. This will this is being recorded on uh, May the eighteenth, so um, I'll probably release this actually relatively soon after this. So, uh, in the meantime, you can send us your feedback on the podcast. Don't forget that you can uh, go back and um, listen to our uh, season one discussions. Uh, even though they were a little quick, uh, and then our uh, episode by episode discussion of season two, we will be doing the same format for season three um, when that eventually comes out. So, if you have feedback about the podcast, things you like to talk, hear us talk about in the off season, um, or if you are a crew member listening to this mm-hmm. intent uh, and want to come on the show, <laughs> let <laughs> us like know. Too. Uh, you can email us crashcouch at randomchatter.com. You can also find us online at our social media accounts. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash random chatter network. The Twitter for this uh, show is at crash couch. The network Twitter is at random chatter. My Twitter is at the curse of Chris. Lou, what is your Twitter? My Twitter is at Lou Secchi. That's L O U S E C K I. And don't forget, you can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com. 
And we really like it if you spread the word about the show. Um, you know, leaving reviews for us on iTunes and Stitcher help people find us. It helps the show stay up in the rankings, um, and it would be very much appreciated by us if you guys did that for us. Uh, and of course, you know, tell your friends about us too. If you got friends that are watching the show too and aren't listening to the podcast. You know, hey, mention it to them. Maybe they'll be interested in uh, following along with us and uh, listen to our recaps of the episodes as we go along. Um, also, please, uh, if you want to help us support the network, um, we do need some help keeping the lights on around here sometimes. Uh, Patreon.com slash random chatter is a way to go do that. Um, we are going to be redoing the perks pretty soon here, um, so we'll have some, some different things standing out there. But uh, if you want to help support the network, please go over to random chatter, uh, Patreon.com slash random chatter. I do want to reiterate the point about leaving reviews and um, telling friends, too. Uh, we are one of... I mean, there's the uh, Sci-Fi uh, Expanse podcast. Um, there's Expanse cast. There's us. Uh, and then I think there might be one or two more that I just don't know the names of. But, yeah, Expanse podcasts are not uh, a, a, like a, a, a popular common thing that you are going to see on iTunes. Um and especially with the off-season, I mean, there's only so much you can talk about. <laughs> so um, we'd really appreciate you guys, uh, again, telling people about us, um, giving us content ideas for what to talk about in the off-season, um, you know, reviews, you know, anything you can do to help spread the word uh, would be very much appreciated. So last uh, bit of closing content here. The music you hear in the podcast is Welcome to the End by Cell Dweller. Alright, Lou. Well, I think that's going to do it for Crash Couch this month. Uh, we will be back uh, in June with our fan-focused episode. So, uh, we'll see you all then. Take care. See ya. <laughs>